Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 6. For both then and now, those who do receive the power that he emanates are healed of the greatest sicknesses and ailments known to man. The greatest of these being the plague of sin. The word used here for power is the Greek word dunamis, where we get our word dynamite. This is the power that exists in the person of Jesus Christ. A gift to all who seek a different life, a life free of the guilt and the power of sin. And please notice that little word, all. Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. Verse 20 says, He lifted up his eyes to his disciples and he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for God's kingdom is yours. Now, Jesus begins to teach those around him. But ultimately, he was teaching these newly chosen 12. Their education would begin here and now. Sermon on the Mount version adds the words, poor in spirit. Well, that's the opposite of being poor in spirit, is having a spirit that is full of self. We certainly can gather that no one gets to heaven simply by being poor. But we must, however, be able to grasp our spiritual state before we will ever trust God's supply for our physical needs. Material poverty, however, certainly is not without its benefit, for such does have a way of sometimes teaching one to depend on God entirely. Now there's some irony here in the fact that Jesus chose 12 guys and then sent them out poor, hungry, and persecuted. One could question his methods, but he knows what he's doing, both then and now. He certainly has used this method over and over throughout the years. Please note that Jesus didn't say, blessed are the poor, but blessed are you poor. Remember, he was talking to his disciples primarily here. Now we need to know that poverty in itself is not a blessing. Jesus was speaking rather about choosing poverty for him in the sake of the kingdom. He wasn't talking about people who are poor because of laziness or even reasons beyond their control. Rather to those who purposely chose a life that leads to being poor in order to share their savior with others. And when you think about it, most of the time that's mandatory. Jesus never promised an easy road. In fact, he frankly promised otherwise. Verse 21 begins with, Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be filled. Now Jesus is often found taking care of the needs of men. We know this. Yet however often misinterpreted, this passage does not promise that all men everywhere are going to be fed and going to be filled. Again, we must bear in mind 
that he is firstly and primarily speaking to his newly chosen apostles. These men had deliberately chosen a new life, a life of self-denial and, yes, even hunger. Our Lord's words, you shall be filled, no doubt speak of the eternal realm. Jesus was directing the hearts and minds of these faithful servants away from a fallen and corrupt world and toward the eternal that was coming, away from the now and towards the later. This is the element of faithful Christian living that seems to be, well, wholly lost in our instant world. An age that is only interested in what God will do for them and do for them now. He goes on in 21 saying, Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Jesus isn't trying to cheer these guys up in the face of adversity. He's just preparing them for the truth of faithful ministry. In essence, Jesus is telling them that there will indeed be tears and that these tears simply come with the territory. There will be tears over a lost and dying world. There will be tears from the pain of trials. There will be those close to them who would be lost. There would be Judas of their, of their own uh, number who would turn against them as they purposely leave themselves open to attack. We shall laugh, it says. Hmm. Heaven sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? Certainly anything but boring. Verse 22 says, Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they exclude and mock you and throw out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Bear in mind that the term blessed means happy. So we are to be happy when people hate us? For after all, they will exclude us from their lives, they'll revile us, they'll cast us out. All of it for the sake of our stand in Christ. All of it for the facts that we are disciples of Christ. Such a concept was and is not an unusual thing, in, a theme in scripture, even if it is unusual in the modern church. Acts 5.41 says, they therefore departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for Jesus' name. Hmm. Looking further, we can read James 1.2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various temptations. And 1 Peter 4.14, If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of God and of God rests on you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Verse 23 says, Rejoice in the day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For their fathers did the same thing to the prophets. Now here again, the focus is upon the eternal realm. Jesus was getting these guys ready for a ministry life, one that certainly would not be easy, but would bring joys, yes, that few would ever know. And they would actually experience experiences that would be historic. When the difficulties come, Jesus tells us to rejoice and leap for joy. The adversities, those which come because of the kingdom service, they mean one thing. 
that is that the Father has counted us worthy. It means we have been chosen and the devil doesn't like us. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.